0: This is episode number one, a conversation with Rochella Parks Washington about my new book, The Christian Musician. Now, this is a conversation that we recorded um, that I wanted to put together to share with a lot of you out there to get more insight about my new book, what it's about and some of the chapters and angles that I'm addressing within the book. And you can get this book at QuamanFowler.com. Or you can uh, go to texastenor.com and uh, right on the front page, you'll be able to purchase the new book. I'm going to cut you into the interview or the conversation. And uh, this is only part one. So you'll be able to get the part two in the next podcast. Okay, here we go. All right, we are
1: online. This is Cormoran Fowler, CormurnFowler.com or TexasTenner.com. It'll get you there, either one of those. And um, we are here online with a good friend and mentor teacher that I had when I got going here uh, in Fort Worth on the saxophone. She was one who we would hang out and practice and she turned me on to a lot of the jazz greats from uh james clay to charlie parker Sonny Rollins, gene ammons and different musicians like that and um i wrote about uh, some of our experiences and what i've taken away from um uh you know working with rochella um, and, you know, we had some, comica- some conversations here recently about the book, and uh, she wanted to uh, get some of this captured. So here she is. I'd like to introduce Miss Ray Shella Parks, Washington. How you doing, Shella? I am blessed. How about yourself,
2: Mr. Quamon
1: Fowler? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing quite well. Glad you could uh have some time to uh have some dialogue and you know, give some people who haven't had a chance to purchase the book, um, just some insight and some perspective
3: uh
1: from uh, I guess what it was, what I wrote about you. Well I tell you one thing. I guess what I said, one
2: thing. If I don't know nothing else, but this one thing, this book is epic. And I'm not just this because I've been knowing you for years. And but it's the God's honest truth. If you like self-help books, this should be in your collection. And I've read many books, and I've read, I've read uh, several books on Christian musicians. And the, uh, this book is just—it's just beautiful the way that it's uh, written. Um, I like the conversations, the questions. Can't get a book away. But believe me, it's, it's, just, it's just a profound book. And I mean, I don't see why I shouldn't go to the bestseller list.
3: <laughs>
2: because there's that much information in it. It's just, it's beautiful. And I think he was very can, candid about um, when you were speaking about your personal life. You don't need any brownie points and you don't need any. It's just God's honest truth.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I, I just wanted to, um, you know, capture my experiences and share it with um those aspiring musicians and and, um, even, you know, experienced musicians because I felt that some of the things that I learned uh, just growing as a Christian musician uh, would benefit those who are still trying to get their ducks in a row because there's a lot of myths uh, that are tied into uh, pursuing career in music. And one of the things, um, you know, I think about the scripture, you know, in Romans uh, 12 and 2, where it says, um, be ye transformed by the renewing of your your mind. And and the thing about that, um, be not conforming to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so once... When you're a kid and you have these childhood dreams and desires, uh, you see it with the mindset of a of a child. And uh, you know when you focus on one area like music and your instrument and bettering yourself, um, you know you, you 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 discipline yourself to hit those goals. But you don't realize that you spent so much time focused on focused on hitting that those small areas pertaining or uh, under the umbrella of, of music that you've neglected so many other areas, and you know this is where when you get older, you get out of school and you have a family, or even if you desire a family, there's many other responsibilities that you have to take care of. And uh, I believe a lot of times musicians have to put their life on hold or their maturity is delayed because their mindset was so consumed with their childhood and, uh, you know, that's why we were talking before um, about how, you know, guys or even girls will... (laughs) who are musicians, you know, who desire to be highly skilled or they want to travel and play and those type of things, they end up being 30 and 40 with uh, even not married or or have kids out of wedlock. And, you know, it's just because they prioritize their fantasies, their childhood fantasies over being practical and, you know, and it's... It's due to, I would say, one of the main things which I mentioned in the book is, is your mindset, but it's, it, it comes from not having mentors or people who are good examples in areas outside of, of music, you know. And we, we need to have good examples uh, from the standpoint of, of people who are living right. And when I say living right, i'm just saying who are responsible um, in business and finances and 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 their family. and and uh, that's that's the main thing. We want to be hold the total package and not just a, a great musician or phenomenal on the instrument, and then everything outside of that will failures that. so that's that's why I wanted to create, you know this this book, this publication. To share a lot of that uh, with those musicians who are uh, struggling with, with some of that.
2: One thing I want to say is that um, good, good advice, giving good advice is just ageless. You know, so if somebody's giving good and, and wise advice, you know, whether you're 11 or whether you're 56, you can, you should be able to accept it. So I, I feel this book is um, full of um, just wisdom. I always thought, felt that you were. Way wiser than your age, and and this book is really demonstrate straight um, just the wisdom that God has given you. But I just even the, the, the title of your book. Um, I just love the title of your book, "The Christian Music Musician: Learn What Your, your Real Gift Is and How to Succeed with and Beyond Your Music." That's powerful. <laughs>
3: so
2: I'm to learn what your real gift is. Mhm. do you even say that? Learn what your real gift is. I know you talked about it just a little bit. But I know oftentimes I'm guilty of myself um uh, of saying, um, that, you know, I've been blessed with a gift and yada yada yada, this person is blessed with a gift, but just reading this, um what you've written really explains your position um um with the real gift is if you want to expand mm-hmm. on that a little bit well but you feel well, a really a real gift
1: yeah so what what, what I've seen like coming up uh, as a child and hearing uh, people tell me you know you're gifted you're anointed and we have to be very careful with the language and really understanding we need to have understanding with these people with these terms, because you know we use the Bible as our authority, you know, as Christians, and uh, it helps us to rightly divide, uh, rightly divide things. And so, for instance, with with um, when you say your gift, now, you know, from the standpoint of a natural standpoint, like our, our gift is usually people. Prefer, it's really a talent or uh, an ability. If we're spiritually speaking, you know, you have different types of gifts, like the gifts of, of healing, gifts of uh, like a word of knowledge, you know, gifts of, of, of prophecy, uh, gifts of helps. These are these are spiritual, spiritual gifts. Um, and a lot of times in church people will say, oh, he's anointed, he's gifted, you know, and they believe that you're just gifted to just play. That's all you're supposed to do is play. But uh, when we look at a biblical example for a musician, we look at David. And the thing that's interesting about David in the Bible, he was first of all known to be a man after God's own heart. And uh, he, was a, he was a skillful musician on the heart. Now, you can play music and operate under the spiritual gift of helps and even prophecy. Because when you play music, it can uh, encourage people. It can make people feel better. It can even be prophetic in in certain ways. But the key is what's in the heart of a musician. Now, we look at the Bible and we know that the psalms that are there are, are songs. He was a songwriter. David was a songwriter. But another attribute or a a thing that you really want to pay attention to, it's not so much about his musical talent, but his gift of leadership. Now, you know, so leadership is is a gift. That's a spiritual gift. Um, when I look at David, I was just like, Wow, you know, he's known to be one of the uh best kings or most notable kings of Israel. And um when we look at uh, him when he was a child in uh first Samuel sixteenth chapter, uh, you know, when Saul had the evil spirit that was tormenting him, he asked his Uh, servants if they knew of anybody who could come and play. Now, this is uh, music therapy, where we find music therapy in the Bible. But the thing that's interesting, uh, when they did think of somebody, somebody they thought of David, but they named off all of these attributes and characteristics or qualities about David, you know, and being a skillful musician was just one of them but he was... Um,
2: one one was what? Huh? The Lord was with him.
1: Yeah, that was the last one. Who the Lord was
2: with You was said in addition to his good musical ability, he was known to be a courageous man, a warrior, a man mm-hmm. of good judgment. He was good looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But most of all, they knew that the Lord was with him.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. and And that, that, that right there has been like a, a model or like a mission, you know, for me as a, as a musician. Because one, one of the things that you see when you're a musician and you get a chance to be in certain environments or you're around certain musicians who are super talented, you know, you see their lifestyle outside of, um, outside of the music. And a lot of a lot of times it's, it's stuff that's not appealing. You don't want to aspire to be like that. And you know, I was when when you're when you're younger and and you want to do certain things, and you know your your abilities will allow you to be in certain arenas, and you get a chance to see. Well, I got a chance to see firsthand the lifestyle that that uh, is associated with being a really great musician, and um you know, they're they're not the best environments. I, I got to the point where I was like, man, I want to do stuff. I want to please God and I want to give him glory through my life. And I just realized that a lot of the places and the stuff that I wanted to do, it just wasn't the right environment or wasn't the right musicians. You know, and I had to learn that, uh, you know, God had another path. He had another way. And and so just from a natural standpoint, what I had to do is just look outside of my industry, look outside of the music industry and, and, and start focusing on uh, entrepreneurial ideas, you know, because you can take your experience uh, as a performer and even uh, when you... Uh, have to learn things yourself. You have a process, and you you have the opportunity to to uh, create products and services as a teacher. And so, one thing I realized about myself, my spiritual gift is uh, that of a teacher. And you know, I it, it functions. You know, the, the the a word of knowledge is also you know my spiritual gift. Now. Mm-hmm.
2: Matter of fact, you documented that on page 62, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Uh (laughs) If I read that, I'm going to try to give your book away.
1: No, that's that's, good. Later, I learned that
2: my future gift was word of knowledge that would manifest itself through teaching. As I previously (laughs) mentioned, teaching is in my blood, as my mom is a retired science teacher, and my Mm -hmm. dad was a math teacher. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's right, that's right, that's right. And, no. and uh, yeah. well, let
2: me, Would you say that really the difference between a gift and um, a talent, I read in the Bible that says this thing was not given, nor was it taught, but it was spiritually given from God. So mm-hmm. these gifts are not taught, they're not given by man. it's only from God, the Spirit of God, uh, God mm-hmm. gives these gifts out, so that's a yeah.
1: That I can yeah yeah and, and the thing and when you think is, of yeah so when you think about it when you think about it and I'm still using David as an example when Dave was a child when Dave was a child he was out there tending to the sheep he was practicing he was playing his harp and he was slaying bears and lions and uh, it was just nothing to him because he was just doing his job. He was protecting his sheep. Now, he didn't know or realize at that time that God was working on a much bigger uh job or duty that he was supposed to carry out to be the king. And so if you think about it, it was his his thinking, the way he saw things. And that's what I get into explaining what your real gift is the gift is the way you think Mm. and music is just an avenue by which your giftedness is displayed through Mm -hmm. you know and 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 so more musicians have to learn to make the separation between their persona and who they really are
2: my 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 well see I always to tell you as a young man music is a thing but it's not the thing you know yeah Music is not everything, but I think a lot of us musicians, or i say musicians, um, I'm just saying musicians as a whole, a lot of times we think that music is our number one priority. Mm-hmm. And even in your book I was reading, The Lord's Purpose That Prevails, you know, only what you do for Christ will last. And I think, I know that you understand that, and I think that's why you, you are brave enough to stick with, not just playing anywhere with anybody, any kind of way.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, you have to make a stand, and that's... Mm-hmm. I mean, that you had to turn down money, fame. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that's it's, right. It's sad, cause,
2: so, only um, what you do for Christ will last, and I like that chapter twenty-six. I know we're skipping around, but it's just the way it's going. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, that's yeah. fine. That, yeah, that's that's, that's right. Powerful. This title was inspired, and, and he said it was encouraged encouraged from uh, Proverbs nineteen and twenty-one. Mhm. Many other plans in a person's heart.
3: It is the
1: Lord's purpose that that prevails. Yeah, you know, and um prevail is like to be victorious.
2: Right.
1: And and you know, that's the thing that you realize, um, you know, when you go through life trying to do stuff your way the way you wanna do it mm-hmm. and you know, you you keep running into roadblocks or you keep facing issues and challenges and you have to realize that it's a bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger plan that God has for you and you just have to surrender to it, mm-hmm. you know, like the word says, you know, from coming to me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's, that's it. It's like what God has for you is for you. There's no competition in that area, hmm. you know, it's it's freely. It's like your voice. It's yours. That's true. That's true. And and you well, know, just. I mean, but that requires also yeah. you know, the
2: type of faith, knowing that whatever God gives you, just to de- to develop it and believe in it, and um, stepping out on that faith. But you was saying. Yeah. And you know, yeah. People have to. You we, have have to have recognize trust. what it is that God want us to do? You know, we have to be in the Word. We have to have a, uh, like you said, go back to that mindset. If we're not in the right mindset, in the right right environment, we're
1: not going to be thinking like that anyway. We're just going to be doing what it is. And, 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 and one of the things, too, is not that deep what God wants you to do and what he wants you to be. He's created us if we just think about it. He created Adam, and then from Adam he created Eve, mm-hmm. and then they uh, bore children. They were married and they bore children he was a leader he was he was to to name all the animals he had dominion over the earth and and that's that's it God created us and we're creators and it's not just to be created with our works or musical works but we have to be creators in the natural and and you know be husbands and wives and fathers and mothers that's where it counts, you
3: know so
2: being a music, being a musician don't give you a free pass to not be a, a great family man and provide a, a woman
3: yeah yeah
1: that's 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 it, but I think you know the world has has confused a lot of people or confused us, and uh you know we get this mindset and this agenda that uh, we are supposed to be the greatest and, and, and celebrated for what we do. But the thing that's ironic, God, he loves us because he created us, and we're created in his image. So he accepts us for who we are. You know, we, we have our own desires and stuff that we just want to do, and a lot of times our motive is, is off. And a lot of times it's because something happened in our childhood that made us feel rejected or not accepted, and we feel like we have to prove ourselves through our ability. And, you know, I'm gonna show them. Or I'm gonna be competitive. I want them to ooh and ah, on, on you know, because of my plan. And you know, and it's not even about that. You know, and and here's the deal. Like even when you accomplish goals, just like I've won competitions and stuff like that, but I talk about in the book after winning a notable competition at the Longest Month um, International Jazz Competition. I was third, you know, in an international jazz competition. But after that, it's like I felt, you know, I was celebrated by, you know, my musical ability and and all of that. But when it came down to it, I couldn't get a house in my name and I didn't have, (laughs) You know so I couldn't it get it no,
2: it didn't come with credit huh
1: yeah, right <laughs> but uh-huh. but that's the thing we, we are pro the world will have you prioritizing all of this external stuff when you need to get the internal stuff together. Mm-hmm. but it takes somebody to be speaking in your life and to challenge you uh the the, the man or the woman behind the music so or, or beyond the music, so that we can be who we need to be in the natural and and not get caught up in the hype because that's how you deceive yourself but but <laughs> oh, go, okay. ahead. go ahead Go well well and and the thing that's ironic too that that happens when you you know from from hearing the the word from a child hmm. and uh and my mom used to read the word to me. Yeah. Um, and so I, I learned early on about the war that happened in heaven and how Lucifer mm. uh, tried to fight against God and his angels, and, mm. and he lost. And he took a third of his angels mm. w- that were cast out of heaven. In Ezekiel chapter 28, it talks about how um, it explains Lucifer and his body. I mean, this was a, a prophetic word that was going to the prince of Tyrus, but it explains like, you know, you were in the garden of God. Every precious stone was that covered. And it goes on to explain how all of these jewels and all these things were built on the body of Lucifer. But it says, you know, uh, you were beautiful in the day that you was created until iniquity was found in your heart. And on the inside, he was wicked. And so what I see, the world prioritizes the program, the show, and everything on the outside to be glamorous, Mm -hmm. whereas on the inside is wickedness. But um, that's not how God would operate. Like, he don't care about all of the, it's not about works. We don't please God or win God over by our works. works
2: you can get in heaven by works. Uh-huh. That's
1: right. It's all about our heart and our receiving Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's not about what we, we do in that regard. Of course, once we're saved, we're saved for good works. We need to do good works, <laughs> but we don't do good works to be accepted by God. But if you let the world tell it, or the the devil he you know, you have to do all of this stuff, jump through all of these hoops just to be accepted and to be validated, but at the end of the day folks still depressed because it's not good enough. But God is not like that. I'm glad
2: he is Lord have mercy. But I wanna just go back a little bit you were talking about your mother, you know, teaching the Bible and yada yada yada. But your father also we know he was a powerful man in that word. He was always encouraging me and other people. And he would always give me a scripture. But um, he was always also responsible for you uh, using your video camera all the time. And that was some information. I was just like, okay, that's where I got that from. That was, what that was <laughs> to record everything, video everything. So it's just not something you start doing. Your, your father just equipped you with some skills. Your parents, you know, um, just mm-hmm. to, and um, just uh to have that zeal just to study the word, and not just study the word, but really to to apply the word to your life.
3: One thing mm-hmm.
2: I can about you, one reason why I'm really excited, the other reason I'm excited about this book, this is just not a book you just wrote because it's information. I mean, you really live this. Mm-hmm. I don't know everything about you. I know a lot about you, but not everything. But I do know mm-hmm. that as long as I've known you, you've always just, You've always just demonstrated um, just the love for the Lord.
1: Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. You know, and that's, you know, our roots, uh, our core beliefs uh, come from our childhood experiences. And, And my dad, one of the things I remember riding in the car, you know, with him all the time, he would just tell Bible stories. And uh, one of the things he encouraged me when I was a teenager he's like, you need to read proverbs. You need to read proverbs. It's 31 proverbs chapters. You know, you can read one one a day. Mm. And and so you know, and I'm not trying to paint a picture like I was perfect or a saint or anything like that. But the point is. It's just what the Bible says. It says if you train up a child in the way that they should go when they get old, they will not depart, depart from it. You know, even when I desired to do stuff wrong and, and experimenting and trying to get into stuff that everybody else was, was into, I had a conviction. I had something that would conflict within me because it was planted in me that seed was planted in me so it's very hard for me to get way out there you know in in
0: sin okay so that is part one i have part two that i will release next week episode number two and uh thank you for listening and make sure you get your copy today by going to quamonfowler.com Or you can go to TexasTenor.com, that's T-E-X-A-S-1-0-E-R.com. And uh, there you will be able to access everything that I have going on. But uh, mainly, the new release is the book, which is entitled The Christian Musician. Learn what your real gift is and how to succeed with and beyond your music. Okay, we'll see you next time. This is Cuomo Fowler of Texas Tenor Works. Peace.